And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. I'm Josh Giddy and I'm down to dunk. Hey, this is Kenny Hustle and I'm down to dunk. I'm Darius Baisley and I'm down to dunk. I'm Mike Muscala and I'm down to dunk. This is Poku and I'm down to dunk. I love cereal. Captain Crunch. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Cracklin' Oat Brand. Oh, I can have these? I'm going to share with my team, but I'm a hog most Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schlecht. We're part of the Athletic Podcast Network. With me, as never, on a Thursday night, we've got a Jay Smith. It's Jay. And we've got a Tayshawn. It's Tayshawn. <laughs> and the... The Thunder opened free agency with a brand new deal for our guy Lou Dort, uh, as first reported by Adrian Wojnarowski. Oh, Jay likes it. His Jay. tweet reads: "Free agent G. Lou Dort has agreed to a five-year deal, eighty-seven point five million dollar deal to stay with the Oklahoma City Thunder." His agent, Thad Foucher of Wasserman, tells ESPN. So, initial thoughts. Whenever you heard this news come through, Jamon. Yeah, I think that number one is I'm terrible at remembering like, all right, so it seemed like a lot of money. Uh, And then I start going back and compares. He's making more than a few other guys that you're like, ah, is he worth more than that? Obviously, people make this Marcus Mark comparison. I don't really give a crap about any of that, to be honest with you, because it's not like. It's not like this is going to make it to where the team is stuck. In five years, if you look just over the last few weeks, we started to see how the salary cap is continuing to expand. Yeah. I think if you look at this contract in five years or four years, if it's something where they're going to be able to, you know, if they're going to look to move it in his fifth year or whatever, is if you look at all of that, I do think that, uh, I do think that, sorry, my volume apparently is low. Can you all hear me fine? People in the chat yeah, are yelling at me. I can hear you all right. All right, okay. But what they I was saying turn up is... Turn their computers. Yeah, turn up your computers. Uh, but what I was saying is in five years, like you could look at a $17 million contract for a guy like Dort, who I, I do think he's still a good... Pl- like, I think he's good. Uh, and it will not... $17.5 in four years or five years is not going to feel as insane as it does today. That's almost always what happens. Not even to mention the fact that the salary cap went up, but it looks at... I can't remember what the name of this statistic was, but the amount of money that the NBA made over the course of the last year was the most like in the history of the organization, right? It's not going to go downward if they've come out of the last two years and are still such an incredibly profitable sport. And so for me is it's not a big deal and it's also not my money. So get get your, 
get your money, Lou. Like I freaking love it. We he's been massively underpaid for the time he's been in the NBA. Yeah. Uh, and he earned this, you know, so let's go. Why not? And like also, I, I, I really don't care. What does it hurt the Thunder to pay him $17.5 million? How does it hurt the Thunder? Tell me. That's what I'm saying. I have two things. One, 17.5. Is that even like cr- that crazy sounding right now? It's below, it's below the level of an average starter at this point. Um, so I think Lou is a starter. I've always kind of thought that. And so if he is a starter and a guy like that we've seen play in the playoffs and play well, defends at a really high level. And the thing is that, man, you need point of attack defenders. You see it in the playoffs. You see the kind of players that are in the Western Conference. It's going to be tough. When the Thunder are ready to go, it's going to be tough. And you need somebody that can play physical and can guard guys like John Morant and the thing is, like everybody's like, well, maybe he can't guard John Morant because blah, 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 screens. I, okay, I understand. The thing is, no one's guarding John Morant. But all you want is somebody that's going to make his life harder. You know, he's still going to score 30, but you want it on 25 shots. And you, you just want it to saw be it in the finals against Jason Tatum. Yeah. Right? No one's going to guard Jason Tatum. But they made yeah. it really hard. It's a, there were probably three games out of that final series that – really made a huge difference because they just put so much pressure on Tatum yes. and it didn't he he couldn't pull it out the way that he normally does. Well, GP2, what he did for the Warriors is is what Dort will do for the Thunder, but Dort's a much better player. Like a much much a much better offensive player, a much better defensive player, and he's so much younger too. I mean, Dort's 23. The thing about this deal it's five years. We don't know the details yet. I know Spotrack put it out there, but I don't think that I, I don't know that that is all accurate. Um, however, this deal takes him through his prime, you know, which is a, a big deal to have a young player locked up through his prime is is huge and at a tradable contract. I mean, I would liken it a lot to the deal that they gave Victor Oladipo. You know, Vic made more because he was a the number two pick in the draft, and he just had a better pedigree and is a better player than Lou is. Um, but you compare it to the deal that he got back then, it's like $20 million per back then. $17 million now would probably look like maybe 12 to 14 or whatever back then. It's similar to the kind of deal they gave to Lou in that it's a guy they really like, he's young, and they could turn around and trade him next year on this contract easily. Uh, so I, I I don't think that there's a downside to it, honestly. I'm interested to see what the details are um, and if it is just a straight-up five-year deal, if there's options, I think that those you know will be released at some point. I think that those kind of details will be interesting to see because uh, it will kind of like determine a little bit more about the contract. But, you know, you're looking at, you look at Jalen Brunson, and I'm not saying that like Dort's going to be as good as Jalen Brunson was this past year, but Jalen Brunson got to restricted free agency, was not super happy with how things went in Dallas. <coughs> Excuse me. And he's gone. He's making a ton of money. If they would have just locked him up last summer, like they could have, like Thunder did with Dort, he's probably in Dallas still at a number that looks like Dort's, you know? 
And now he's making close to the max, and he's in New York. I mean, this is why you do that deal. It, if if only to, not only I think they want Dort as the player. I think that's important. I think he's important to the fabric of the team, but also just to keep the asset. Because if you're the Mavericks and you lose him, you also lose that salary spot when you're already kind of in trouble trying to make this team. It's just really important. And it's it's not so important for the Thunder to hold the salary slot, but it is important for them to keep a player of Dort's caliber, for sure. Yeah, and Jay brought up a point that I'm glad that we make every time this happens, which is like, it's not our money. Why do we care so much about it? It's not it? our money. And if you think about this team right now, it's like, who's going to get paid in the next Let's just say three years. Shea and probably Giddy at the Giddy end of eventually. That. Chet. Giddy eventually. But will Chet be even in the maybe that in three years from now? Oh. You know what I'm saying? It's like he's got we got a while. He hadn't even started. Yeah, his we deal. have a while. Like he hadn't even signed his deal paid? yet, actually. <laughs> so what does it matter? Who cares yeah. what Dort's making the next like four years? Uh okay, here's some players that make more money than Dort next year. On his even on his seventeen and a half million, uh, Buddy Healed. Would you rather have Buddy Healed or Dort? Mm. It's probably what's payable. Buddy's. Buddy doesn't make. Buddy doesn't play defense. Yeah, Dort. Great three uh, point shooter. God, I don't know, Buddy. Uh, it I feels know. very Homer, Homeristic to say Dort, yeah. but uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. makes more money than him next year, and is nope. coming off significant injury. Eric Gordon makes nineteen and a half million. Two million more nope. than Dort. Uh, Eric Bledsoe makes nineteen million next year. Nope. Uh, Joe Harris makes eighteen point six. Nope. Uh, Evan Fournier makes eighteen next year. Uh, Stephen nope. Adams makes seventeen point nine next year. Nope. Yes. <laughs> I want him back. Gary Trent makes seventeen and a half. That seems like that's the kind of player he is. And Gary Trent just yeah. got that deal, you know? Like this is the kind of money you have to pay for these kind of these players. And I think I think the narrative around it, and I don't even know who it is, but it was some guy that I immediately muted that we follow. No offense to that guy, whoever it was, but somebody started talking about how how unworthy Dort is of this, which may be true. Like there may be some truth to this, but he started using some statistics, uh VORP. Uh, and so talking Warp. about value, value over repla- replacement player, and I, I don't, I, number one, I don't know enough about that statistic to use it with any sort of accuracy. But what I do know is that it's hard to really evaluate Dort's worth on a team that has been intentionally trying to be bad for two out of his three years that he was here. Yeah. The one year where we were trying to be good uh in the playoffs like he he showed his value in his rookie year when he was making i think 35 dollars and like room and board for <laughs> a year, you know like yeah. he was fantastic when it mattered and so yeah. i think that there's an unfair evaluation of dort based upon the way this team has performed uh and i do think alex mentioned it in a text and i think he's right about this i think that dort does need to play really like he needs to be better uh, he needs to be more engaged on defense. And I do think that he's going to have the opportunity to do that because he's going to have a far lower expectation offensively, not to mention the fact that, like, I don't know, man, I'm, I'm pretty excited about what this defense can do, funneling people into Chet and and him being able to, Dort being a little more able to to focus in on being that kind of ISO guy. Yeah. Uh, 
but I don't know. I so, do think that there is going to be expectations for him that are a little bit different. But yeah, he was great at the beginning of the season. Things dropped off. But think about this. Think about Draymond Green the year whenever the Warriors stunk, and Draymond was like one of the only healthy guys on the roster. He was awful. And Steve Kerr like, came out and was like, listen, this guy is not going to, he's, he's the worst player to have on a roster that's losing ever. He's terrible. And I'm not saying Lou is like that. I don't think Lou's like that at all. But think about it whenever they are trying to win 50 games or trying to win 60 games. And think about like how locked in these guys are going to be whenever they're competing at that high level. Last year, you look over and you're like, man, we're 20 games below 500. Like, you, am I going to go out there and just give it everything I've got? I mean, there's got to be like some like mental edge, like at least like shaved off, at least a little bit. Oh, yeah. When you're like, man, we're competing for nothing. We're, you know, to me, it's just if the Thunder make the judgment that this guy is worth this much. And by the way, Sam legitimately didn't think this was going to get done in the next few days. The only reason that we're here is because Lou and his people, and I don't know this for a fact, but I would guess that Lou and his people came to Sam and said, okay, let's play ball. Mm -hmm. And this is the number that they landed at. Whereas I think that, hey, we're going to pick up the option because they're asking for 20 or they're asking for 22. Like, that's what's going on here. And so if he came down to that, it also tells me this, that people are like, well, why didn't they just pick up the option and then they could just extend him afterwards for the four for 60? It also just tells me that the four for 60 was never, ever going to happen. Mm. And that if that was the deal that was offered, that, that baby's going to unrestricted free agency and he is going to Jalen Brunson the Thunder. And he's going to say, you know yeah. what? I am worth more than that. I've shown you that in the playoffs. I scored 17 points per game last year whenever you had no one else that could score on the team. I took the volume of threes you wanted me to take. I took the most threes on the team. I defended the best guy on the other team. These are the And so I think that there's also just those negotiations going on that we just have no clue about. I'm just like playing these out in a way that makes sense in my head. But... Those are the kind of things that go on. And I'll, I would guarantee you that Sam was waiting for the thing to change. Was so, if something changes, we won't pick up the option. The thing to change was Thad and, and Lou saying, okay, we want to be here long term. We love the franchise. He and Shay are like best friends. You know, they've got the Team Canada stuff going on right now. Let's let's just keep this together and let's figure out a number that works for both of us. And going back to a point that you were making earlier, I just have a question. Like do bad teams have role players? Because Lou on a good team, Lou's going to be a really valuable role player. He's not going to be a star. He's not going to be like a high volume scorer or shooter. He's going to be what you're talking about. A valuable role player in the playoffs when they're good. And like bad teams don't have role players. Yeah, there aren't. What's their role? You know what I'm saying? Like, there's no such thing. You can look at players and be like, that guy would be a really good role player on a competing team on a competitive team. 
And so that's kind of what you have to think about too when you look at Dort's VORP or stats of the last two years is like, you can't look at that. Like you can watch him play and obviously see this guy's, the most value this guy is going to bring in his entire career is probably going to be a really good role player on a competitive team, on a really good team. And a guy that we know can compete in the playoffs against high-level competition. And you're right. I just think this environment that he's in now, it's hard to show like the true value that he holds to a team. When they're competitive, which I think may be for uh, small spurts of next year, um, and then really the following year, the 23-24 season, I think when he's like well into this deal, we're gonna you're gonna see when this team is like okay, we're gonna win we're gonna go for the four seed in the 2023-24 season. Like we want to have home court. Lou against Dort is gonna be a huge, huge part of them trying to push for the playoffs because he he competes at such a high level that he's gonna help these other guards that they're bringing in to show them like how to compete. At the at an NBA level, I think it's so so important. Um, so yeah, I, I'm I'm in favor of it. I think if it doesn't work out, let's say that he shoots like 30 percent from the corners, he's just kind of a mess. They can still trade him. So this to me, there's just not a lot of downside. I think it's I think it's an important deal to me. I've been saying it like I think he's part of the fabric of the team, and to just rip him out of that now would feel a little weird. And I think it would feel a little, I don't know. It'd feel like that maybe the tank had gone a little too far because like you, you want to acquire these players. Like you go through part of going through the process is identifying players like this and bringing them along for the ride, you know? And if you just like, okay, let's scrap him. Let's get another, you know, what could you even get for Lou? Like a, a first, like a future first that's maybe top 10 protected. It's like, gosh, man, that feels, that doesn't feel good. Um, so I like it. I like keeping him around. I like that it's a long-term deal. And now the Thunder, if they need a mid-sized contract to trade, great, you have that. And if not, you have a really great point-of-attack defender that could potentially be a good corner three-point shooter. Yeah, that's one of the things Penny said in the chat I thought was really uh, helpful. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Is uh, Yeah, having these kind of mid-level contracts in the future for negotiations you know, help adding pieces when things are rolling. Yeah. No, that's a good point. Uh, I'm excited. I think it's a good deal. I think that, and it also signals that, hey, guys, you know what? We're building a team in Oklahoma City. <laughs> you know, we're not just building picks. Like, they're actually giving guys contracts that aren't like the highest level guys. It's important. I mean, this is a part of team building. It's like identifying the players that fit and that can stick. And uh, I think Lou's easily one of those guys and the fact that he's like best friends with your best player it's kind of a good thing to keep, to keep him right. around too i think you can for now yeah for now for now right yeah it's i didn't know that lou and chet were best friends <laughs> yeah <laughs> little did you know lose lose real value is just becoming best friends with the newest good player you didn't know that lou and usman jang were best him. friends the best yeah. player on the Thunder. I, I will say this is tomorrow night, uh, the Canada basketball team 
first yeah. game of of uh, Olympic qualifying. That's right. So I, I think they're playing like the Dominican Republic at uh, sometime at eight p.m. Maybe. Yeah, for all you sickos out there wanting some. Oh, uh, dr. Taste. Dr's got some players, dude. <laughs> to starve. Dr's VR got for... some ballers, dude. It's, it's been it's been a week since the draft and like a week and a half since the NBA finals uh, finished, and we're just like, okay, how long is the off season? Yeah, you know. I know. Hey, next Tuesday is the Utah Summer League. Uh, it's, that should be really fun. We'll get to see Giddy and Poku and JRE and Wiggins and Trey Mann play. So that should be fun. I love being a basketball fan. It just, it never, like your breaks are just enough. Yeah. You know, it's like just long enough where you're like, oh, come on. I want a little bit more. Yeah. They play, and then they're there. I know. They play Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday of next week. And then. I fly out to Vegas next week, and then they play Saturday in Vegas, I believe. It's either Saturday or Sunday. I can't remember. Um, and I'll be there live. There's, there's also a chance the L-Man is there live with me, which I'm <gasps> please, quite excited about. Please, God. Uh, so we'll see. Also, can if, you... you're, if you're, if you're going to be in Vegas, by the way, let us know. If you're listening to the show, if you're going to be in Vegas, let me know. We're going to do some Athletic NBA shows live on the concourse, so I'd love to be able to meet you guys and... For you guys to be able to come watch our shows live there. So uh, be ready for that. Uh, the Thunder picked up Isaiah Roby's contract yesterday and declined uh, Mike Muscala. I think a lot of people would... Uh, oh, we have a visitor here. Uh, I think a lot of people would think... What's up, Al? What's up? Oh, yes, he's got the torture chamber shirt on for all those that are watching on YouTube. If you're not watching on YouTube, subscribe on YouTube. We're getting close to 3,000 subscribers. Love to have those subs. We'd love to have those subs. That's a lot of subs. Yeah, help us out, everybody. Let's get there. Just hit that that subscribe button right down there. Subscribe button and just... uh, Hey. Andrew, did, what do you think about that song? Became kind of a a little thing on Twitter. It, it had did. A moment on I have this watched that music video now three or four times in the last like four <laughs> days because of Twitter. Um, it's enjoyable. I like it. I actually went and listened to some more Alien Ant Farm songs because I had that CD. Yeah, I remember um, you had yeah. the actual. The, the, I you did. bought the full album. I did. There's some. There's some decent songs on there. Some really, really bad ones, but there's some like decent, some decent tunes on that. Uh, what can was I tell you the other, most, the most embarrassing, the most embarrassing album that I purchased real quick while you think yeah. about that? Because back in the day, like pre Spotify, pre iTunes, if you wanted one song on an album, you bought the whole album. Yeah, and I I fell for it with Smash Mouth and mm. bought the mm. album with Walking on the Sun. Oh, man. Not good. I don't think you fell not, for anything there. Not one <laughs> single song outside of that one that I, I enjoyed. Oh, we all fell for lots of them. I fell for Chumbawamba. Right, you know? Yeah, I spent $20 on Chumbawamba. Yeah, I got Chumbawamba. Do you guys remember this song? It was like, come on, Barbie, let's go party. Yeah, uh, 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 yeah, 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 of course. What are you Who doesn't? About? Okay, that was a band... Are you that acting like that's a song Aqua. that no one that knows? CD. <laughs> I had that CD. Yeah. Wow. Fell uh, for it. Good. Good job. Uh, Al, uh, Dort thoughts. We're about to move on from the Dort thoughts, but give us your Dort thoughts before. Yeah, you. I, I heard. I heard what you guys said. I I'm fine with it. Nothing to add. I, I'm I, I'm just waiting to see what the final details are because yeah. I I do think it's interesting. Like Spotrac has it up there as a fifth year player option. 
And like the the caliber of player that gets five years and a player option on the fifth year is a little different. That and to so me that's feels why inaccurate. That feels, it feels wrong. Inaccurate. Yeah. And so I'm not going to say anything about it because it's just like I just want to have that confirmed by yeah. anyone else other yeah. than it just appearing on a website because it just does, that the the caliber of player who gets that type of deal is a little bit different than like a doubt. Lou Dort. No Without offense to Lou Dort. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, it, something agree. feels a little weird. But other than that, like, whatever. I agree. What if it's... What, what, what do you think... Well, I was sorry, just going to say, what if it's... What, what, if, it's 40, what, what, what do you think? <laughs> if it's 40 million next year and then 40 the year after and then seven <laughs> spread out over three Oh, years. wow. Whoa. So front-loaded. That's loaded, a deal. Front-loaded. So um, I was actually... That was going to be my question. <laughs> because on Spotrack, again, we don't know if it's real or not, but it has it as ascending... And I was just wondering what would be the benefit of that as opposed to be descending since like they have more room this upcoming year, right? Yeah. Or most do they not? Most maybe contracts they are most contracts are ascending. Um, yeah. So it's maybe up maybe that was just like we don't know if that's the deal. But if that's true, then yeah. it's like that's like their preference. So what um, details yeah. so what details would come out that would make you feel a little more and not i, I think uh, we're all okay with it It didn't bother us it's but it's fine kind of like it's it fine like outside it, of it doesn't bother me it's it's more just like it doesn't feel like a presty deal like when when it came out oh like, i guess uh gray pape said that spotrack removed that oh, oh. very interesting so, interesting go. uh yeah so like if it was a team option on the fifth year i'd be like oh okay well that makes more sense to me or if like there were any like incentives in and that one i'm less yeah like whatever i just want to know if there's any incentives yeah I, I'm, it's not like that's gonna like all change my opinion that if there is an option it's going to be a team option it's not going to be a player option if i mean that's, that's just that's how i that's, that's just the I'm way that it's going to be if if that's the case it's going to be a team and not a player like player options go to players the caliber of like lebron james you know yeah even Shea could have like demanded a player option. Didn't get one, by the way. Like Shea didn't exactly. get a player option. You think that Dort's gonna get a player option? Like there ain't no way that he's getting a player option. That's very interesting. They removed that. Yeah, mm. they they may have heard from somebody. Who knows? Um. Oh yeah, now they just have it as it's just purple, like the other years. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. It may be a straight five, but we'll see. Uh, okay. Mike Muscala, deal declined last night. Uh, to me, I don't know what they're going to do with him. My, if I were to guess, I would guess that he's coming back to OKC on a long-term minimum deal. If really? I guess. Okay. Yeah. Because that almost pushed me over the edge. Andrew almost became anti-tank. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. No, no, no. I, I saw that news. I think this is probably just a hey, let's let me get some security. <laughs> let me get some long term security. Um that would be my guess. He he love he like truly loves it here. Um I would guess You think he invested too much in crypto? <laughs> he, he he has <laughs> he had moose coin. He has yeah. so many moose coins. <laughs> <laughs> too much they're tanking yeah no i think i just think that he wants to be here and i don't i would be surprised if he went somewhere else i just don't i, I don't think he's going anywhere i think he's gonna stay just judging 
from the way that he's acted in the past, you know, it would have made way more sense for him to go somewhere else, even two years ago. Just be like, hey, yeah, it's been great. Please trade me to somewhere where I can be helpful. Uh, but I think he loves it here. So I would be surprised. And I think that, you know, they picked up Roby's deal. They're just going to carry everybody until October, I would guess. Or until maybe if a trade came along or something like that happens, they'll do a deal then. Um, however, I would guess that they'll carry 20 guys until then, and it's it'll be fine. But I think Michael, and we will, I think Michael will be one of them. Because today was supposed to be the day they had to decide on Teo. We haven't officially heard anything there, right? No, I would I would just guess that options for younger guys like that will just be picked up. Um and then I my guess is that they just want will have to make an, another decision later on. I just don't think that they don't have to. And even Sam said it uh at exit interviews, like if they have to eat a contract, they're gonna they'll do it. You know, they ha- they're gonna have to at some point. And yeah. if Teo's the guy, great. Um, so uh, Black White says that Teo con- Teo's contract got guaranteed yesterday. I don't know. I didn't see that, but I there's I could have definitely missed it because of oh my god, Spotrac deleted that too. <laughs> According to Spotrac, Maladon's contract was fully guaranteed for fifteen for the twenty twenty three twenty two twenty three deal. Yeah, that's. That may be accurate, and if that's accurate, it's still they could still cut him. So I wouldn't say that like, oh, they picked up Roby's option. Great, Roby's going to have a chance to to compete for the starting position. Like, no, I would. There's still a, a pretty good chance that Roby's gone. Um, so, so let's get to the biggest unanswered question for the Thunder for free agency. When are we going to get an unprotected first for uh, Vasily Mitic, Andrew? That's right. Hmm. Um, maybe next year. I will, I will never give up this dream. Let's kick the can down the road another year. <laughs> yeah. I want to be talking about Mitchich in like 2030. Uh, you feel- know what? His PR team is pretty good, though. Yeah, they are. They're keeping him in the news. Yeah, he's never played NBA game, and I've I'm like a- very familiar with him. I know. I've seen a lot about that name. Yeah, his number. His yeah. name was getting pretty hot there around the draft, right? Oh, so oh, hot, so hot. I mean, J- oh. Jake Fisher was was dropping little nugs about him. I know. Oh, dropping little nugs. I haven't still... been drinking enough water lately. I've been dropping little nugs <laughs> for about three days now. It could still happen. I mean, I guess it could still happen. But I guess you. I, I mean, honestly, like Mitchish is a guy that you would wait until everybody's got their point guards. Like Washington was a, a destination that we had talked about. Now they've signed several. They've got Tom. several guys now. Yeah. Um. So we'll see. We'll see when the dust settles, if there is a still a point guard destination that maybe he would like to go to. Um, yeah. Maybe he'll go to wherever Kevin Durant goes to. Who knows? Whoa, there's some news. Man. <laughs> so I was uh, on my way home from the Home Depot as I purchased lots of things for my yard and nice. saw the news, and I, had, I immediately called Alex. <laughs> And uh, Alex knows this. I don't. I rarely curse. Um, and I had to open up my uh, conversation with Alex with just expletives. What's your favorite curse? Say uh, your favorite curse. We'll uh, we'll save that for uh, uh, down to dunk after dark. Um, well, I but, try not to curse on Twitter, but that one I I couldn't help it. Yeah, like this is deserving. It was. What'd you say? It was. 
insane. I, I still cannot believe that that happened. I mean, I had to do an emergency podcast for The Athletic. It's up on uh, the Daily Ding on The Athletic NBA Show feed. You can go listen to that now. Um, but, man, Kevin Durant has demanded a trade. And Alex and I were talking because we're planning for Slam and Jam. We were going to have a Nets guest on after all, like the Kyrie stuff was going on. Like, oh, Kyrie might sign with the Lakers for six million bucks. Like, that's going to be crazy. And didn't. And then he picked up his option. I was like, oh, man, now the Nets are boring. Uh, suddenly they're not boring at all. They're- yeah. Ne- also, like, Nets fans are about to be very boring again, though. When Durant leaves. And when Kyrie eventually is not there, it's like, who cares about the Nets anymore? So you don't need them on your podcast anyway. (laughs) See, the reason why I want to have them on, though, is because I almost feel like for those fans, like, what did they actually get out of these last three years? Like, is there some, like, optimism just to move on from all that and just watch a normal team for a little while? I know one. Go ahead. Uh, Durant was only a toe on a three-point line from possibly winning a series. There you go. You think, you think that was the like the highlight of the KD experience in Brooklyn? Yeah. For, for those Durant fans? clipped his toenails is the uh, mm-hmm. is what we've got going. If on. he just wore a smaller shoe size, Ugh. easy. Uh, come easy. on, sacrifice for the team. He would have just chopped his toes off at halftime. Wouldn't have been dealing with all this. Yeah, I I it's been less than like ten hours. Yeah, it's already. I'm already. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already exhausted uh, about the Kevin Durant talk. Like, oh, get ready, baby! It's gonna heat up. It's just it's just up. starting. This is just I was the beginning. Andrew, I don't know. Did either one of you, anybody else, watch the ESPN NBA free agent? It was so bad, and they didn't <laughs> uh, they didn't talk one bit about anybody that signed. The whole conversation <laughs> was about Kevin Durant. Like Perk and Richard Jefferson were like fighting about something really stupid and. They kept bringing up and when horse, man, Wendy, geez, Louise, he can't help it. He just can't help it. But he's just like, now I shouldn't. And he stopped live on air. He just stopped. And he goes, I'm trying to think about what to say. He's the, uh, he's the key. If, he loves doing that stuff. And then he said, if the Lakers would be interested, if Kevin Durant and Kyrie wanted to come, for like a Russell Westbrook, Anthony Davis swap is basically what he kind of inferred. I was like, and so of course it went down this like 30 minute stupid conversation about the Lakers being possible players for, and it was just like, it was so bad. It's bad. It's really bad. Uh, John Hollinger just tweeted seven minutes ago. The Thunder have 70 minutes left to use their $23 million caps, $23 million in cap space. Mm. So, or else what? Or else it's gone. They fold the franchise. Uh, moving it's back over. to Seattle. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. clock sticking. Uh, so, so I was looking over all the deals. I was get, I was getting in the deal zone myself. Yeah. For the for for Kevin Durant, and uh, the team because all the reports are that they want to remain competitive. Right. Like no one's saying that they're going to accept a picks-based package. The yeah. goal is to be competitive because they don't own any of their future picks, so there's really no incentive to be bad. Yeah. I keep looking at the Clippers, man, because the Clippers have more mid-sized like rotation players than any other team in the league. Yeah. And they have Paul George. 
They do. And what team is realistically going to offer a player better than Paul George? Because <sighs> think they would he's do better it? than DeAndre Ayton. He's better than any of these other players and people. He's better than Tyler Hero. And I just, I just wonder, because the Clippers would be the one team that will, would allow them to get rid of some of their rotation players, like Joe Harris, and actually bring back guys who could play. Yeah. Like Norm Powell or, or whoever it is. What about Booker? There, you, you can't do Booker because oh, you because, can't own. Oh, yes. Sorry, it's, the same thing with the, it's the same yeah. thing with Bam Adebayo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the okay. same with Bam. Now, if they trade Ben Simmons, yeah. then they could do it. But it's like so complicated. It's such a point. weird rule to me. But because because what Ben's, is the this rule? Is, Could, I don't know this rule. You can't trade or you can't you trade can't for have, a player. You can't trade for a player that has been given a max deal on their rookie extension. Okay, but so you, you traded it's, for it's both an, of them. You can't trade for. It's two. another. Isn't it an incentive to try to keep teams in their original markets? Is that kind of what it is? Is that the purpose guess, of it, or yeah. is it just to make things guess, more complicated? It, it just makes. And this is why, in case you haven't heard, this is why SGA can't be included in the deal. It's the same reason. Yeah, because he falls under this as well. Same with Bam. Same with Devin Booker. There's actually a bunch of like really good players that the Nets might want. Yeah, that are exempt, or, or they just can't be part of it. And meanwhile, like even if they wanted to trade Ben Simmons to acquire one of these guys, like how, how you're not you getting. What are you getting for Ben Simmons at this point? <laughs> Nothing. 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 And so that's why I think like those guys are out. Yeah. So like in terms of realistic all stars, because the report right now is that they want two all stars, which good luck. Like, well, what teams have two all stars? First of all, right. Like the return is never. George is right there. The return is never as good as it should be for guys. Like you just can't. Like even with Anthony Davis, which is like apparently the hall that everybody gets compared to. You still were trading young assets that were somewhat unknown at that point, right? Like, it, what was it? Ingram, Lonzo Ball, uh, was Randall a part of that? Uh, Josh Hart, Josh Hart, and then you know, obviously a of bunch picks. of picks. But none of those guys were number one. AD is not the level of Kevin Durant, but mm-hmm. yeah, n- number two, I, none of those guys were all star level. So you're ultimately going to be disappointed. Or have to just kind of concede, like, hey, we're gonna have to be more pick heavy in this, which the Nets need to to recoup any draft capital as they can since they've given away their future to the Rockets, which sucks uh for, yeah. for Thunder yeah, fans to watch suck. these guys fall apart. But or watch these, yeah, watch the Nets fall apart and the Rockets just get undeserved glory. But um anyway, I just it's one of those things where I it, there's no way it can be. I, I do think that Paul George I would re- feel real bad for Paul George, but uh, but that does actually make sense. Like he actually with fits with Ben Simmons mm-hmm. a lot more than DeAndre Ayton. Like doesn't DeAndre Ayton present the same issues that Ben Simmons had in Philadelphia with Joel Embiid, except even worse because Ayton doesn't stretch the floor at all. Like at least Embiid shoots threes. Yeah, I think I think Ayton will eventually shoot threes too. So I don't know. I wouldn't worry. I wouldn't worry about that. Would you trade Darius Baisley, Jermichael Green, and a first round pick for Ben Simmons? Um Yeah. Yeah, yeah I guess. Why would the Nets <laughs> So they could trade for Devin Booker? <laughs> yeah, I mean I guess if they had it, I I'd probably That's go how it works. More than that. I mean just even if you like don't 
love Ben Simmons long term, like that's a guy you could theoretically rehab his value very quickly. Oh yeah, if he, if he comes into the season healthy. Although all the all the concerns about too many ball handlers. <laughs> well, good luck. Yeah, you could put a sick lineup out with if like theoretically with him. I think they would definitely have a top 10 defense. Oh, my gosh. It would be incredible. He and you Chet. Chet you, ben Simmons would be your starting power forward. Yeah, yeah. You'd have to be. Where Where would you want Durant to end up for uh, – just talking about fun. Yeah. Because, like, thinking about Durant in Phoenix for some reason, like, I don't like visualizing that. Durant in a Suns jersey sounds fun to me. Fun. Oh, sounds fun. Oh, yeah, yeah, just you, fun. Go don't don't be serious. It sounds yeah. fun. No contract, no, none of that extra stuff. It's fun. Portland. Portland would be fun. Damon yeah. KD, fun. Portland would be actually the one just because the fans here would just go insane. I mean, it'd be, just... oh, it'd be awesome. Like that. Yeah. And, you know, like I, maybe I'm crazy for thinking this because, but Portland with Dame staying with the franchise, doing the things that, you know, endear him to people like me apparently i do think it'd be something where it'd be some good fortune for a franchise that has not always had the most good fortune yeah um, uh but they cannot trade for him because uh they just signed anthony simons and so he's not eligible yeah. alex <sighs> leave it throw that out the window leave that out of this conversation what about what about but uh, anthony oh yeah you have to move anthony simons or ben simmons okay I got doesn't matter yeah, yeah. doesn't matter fun no it's not that it's just that i because he was just signed i think you have to wait Till, fun till this, December 15th or whatever. Okay. Sorry, Taylor. Sorry. Fun. Um, the what Kings. about Milwaukee Bucks? What about Chris Middleton <laughs> and an unprotected 2028 first round pick? Hey, you gotta be more than that. Oh. I know that's the fun, thing. Like, how... Alex, can you have fun? Giannis <laughs> and KD all of insane. Giannis, most of the good teams don't have draft capital. I know that's the thing, is that they have the all been don't have any draft. I know they've been bled dry by by like the stars that they've acquired. I don't but, know. I don't man, I don't how do you get enough for Kevin Durant? That's the thing. It's like not only Kevin can't. Durant, but Kevin Durant on a 4-year contract, how do you get enough for him because there's not been a player his caliber on the trade market maybe ever like this. Because I like who is the last like great player to be traded like this? I mean like Paul George may have been like the last like really good player to be traded like this that didn't have a that it wasn't free agency. I got yeah, because AD had one year left. Um, yeah, Harden had a couple years left when he went to Brooklyn. Yeah, that's kind of one. Yeah, I guess Harden is kind of one, but yeah, but he's, st- still, but he's not Kevin Durant not though. Level. He's still he's not this level. He is still just a a rung below. What Kevin is like? Who was the last player that was the caliber of Kevin to be traded? Um, Shaq. I mean, Shaq yeah. is probably it. But even Shaq to the Heat. I mean, that did shift. I mean, it shifted the league pretty significantly. But man. Shaq to or- Shaq from Orlando to L.A. was the. Yeah, but that was a free agency was- signing. Oh, that's right. Duh. And there's Golly. and there's so many like. Almost right, like almost yeah. with Kobe, yeah. almost with Tim Duncan. Yeah. Well, if, somebody said yes. Sean Cargill said Kawhi, but Kawhi was had one year left of his contract. Yeah, that's the game too. Now it is, and somebody else mentioned this. It's great, babe. He said that it's 
No, Electric Caveman. Nope, somebody said it. I don't know who it was, but they said it is from 34 <laughs> from thirty-four to 38 years old for Kevin Durant, who's coming off an Achilles tear, which yeah. he, I think the theory is that his age will, yeah, it was great, babe. His, his game will age well uh, because he's so, I mean, he's not as dependent upon his athleticism as he is his just incredible ability to score. But uh, okay, can I just I throw out a Clippers trade to you guys? You, you just tell me what you think, just okay. just just for fun. Right. Hey, for fun. Yep, Taylor. All right, for fun, okay. Taylor. Okay, and remember, for fun. They're, they're they what they want is to remain competitive. Okay, are you going to be more competitive than this? Kevin Durant and Joe Harris. This works, by the way. I ran it for Paul George, Reggie Jackson, Norm Powell, Terrence Mann, and Brandon Boston. Hmm, that's interesting. I would want picks. You know, I'd have to. They have... can give. They can give their twenty twenty nine probably or t- unprotected, <laughs> unprotected. Yeah, yeah. Take Brandon Boston out of that deal. Come on, dude. <laughs> He's so young. Yeah, uh, I mean that's inter- that is definitely interesting. Paul George is one of the best players that can get out there on the market. However, he's injured all the time. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, so I don't here's a, here's a fun here's a fun question. Would if you were the Clippers, would you rather have KD and Paul George or KD and Kawhi? Like couldn't you trade Kawhi to the Nets as part of that deal? <laughs> if if they're if they know that they're both healthy right now, it's like not a question. Like you you trade Paul George. If there's anything weird with Kawhi, then it becomes more of a question. Yeah. I think there's also a part, though, for me where it's just like Paul George has, he was the one that played in the playoffs and got them, you know, like the two years ago. He's the one that kept this whole past season and until yeah. he got COVID in the play. Like he's just been the guy that's actually shown up. Gosh. And, you know, and Kawhi's a big weirdo, it feels like. Maybe I'm just assuming that part. But. Yeah. How old do you guys think Kawhi is? 29. He's straight up 30. He just had his birthday yesterday. To turn 30? To turn 31. <gasps> oh, that's, oh, that's too that. old. Oh, If it was 30, that's a different story. It is, the thing is, it's just so hard to trade Kevin Durant. It's just, it is, it is really difficult to do it. But, it. but also, if he wants to get traded and you're a team that wants Kevin Durant and you can't do it, you will do insane things. Yeah. You have to do insane things, and it. But also, are you guaranteed to have a championship level team once they have traded everything that they have to trade to get Kevin Durant? You know what I mean? Like it's just that's that's why the Clippers stand out to me because they're the only team that has that sort of depth. Like if they truly don't want picks, obviously if they want picks, you have to go somewhere else. But but they're asking for two All Stars. I don't know how you do it. And we all believe that Reggie Jackson should have been an All Star last year. <laughs> Alex, I have a question. Yeah, what's up? Would Reggie Jack Reggie Jackson and Ben Simmons being on the same team? Would they be you, best? You could you could say that or with mortal any enemies. player. I'm only any player interested. I'm interested only in if they'd be best friends or enemies. Can can you guys imagine Isaiah Roby and Ben Simmons on the same team? <laughs> like that is just so I'm asking could you, you be friends or enemies? I think, you know I think people I think people like Reggie now. Reggie's no. like a popular guy. Yeah. Not I would me. so I no. think another team that's interesting is the Nuggets, but if like Jamal Murray no. and Michael Porter Jr. weren't coming off injuries, I think they'd be way more yeah. interesting. If 
if they were healthy and they just had like this run to the West Finals or whatever, and you could get Jokic and Durant on the same team, like that to me is like, that's kind of interesting. What about I mean, the honestly, Pelicans? The, one they're the only team that makes sense in terms of getting a really good player, like All Star level and picks. It's the only team that can really do it. Who the Pelicans? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, you could do Brandon Ingram. You could do Brandon Ingram and you could do insert Ingram. You could do Zion. They've got tons of pieces, and then they can. Do you think they would do? Would you do it for Zion? Heck yeah! As the Pelicans? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. Bye. Plus, because that is such a good return for the Nets. It's a it's like, a great return for the Nets that you probably wouldn't have to give up. Like it's not like you're gonna have to give Zion and Brandon Ingram. Yeah, yeah it could be. I would, Zion I would assume future protected first or something. Does the Kevin want to go to the Pelicans to... though? Like that's a huge. It's deal. not up to him. Who cares? It isn't, I, I, but it is. Why? Why? Everyone keeps saying this. Like, oh, the Nets have to do right by Kevin. Why? What they don't he, have. What did to. he do for them? I know they don't have to, but. He's. We all know at the end of the day that but these guys who cares. Like I'm not the, the saying guys, that that agents, they should. Agents, the players. I'm just care. saying agents that players care. we know that this is they, how it they works. They really though. care about that stuff. It's on. It, this is how agents, it works. The next free agents who are going to choose Brooklyn are probably like 12 right now. Like Brooklyn's about to enter like a dark winter. I just don't think they can care about that right now. All they should care about is the future of their own team. I know. And the idea that some agent's going to turn them down when they're offering more money than anyone else and they're in the biggest city in the world. That's probably not true. I'm sure there's another city that's big. But, you know, New York City is pretty big. Like, I just don't buy it. (laughs) Yeah. I hear you. Hong Kong. I hear you. I just just think that he will have a say. He will have a say. He will have a say. Mexico City, maybe? Mexico City is huge, by the way. I'm looking it up right now. Mexico City is larger than L.A. and New York City combined. Did you know that? Okay, what are you, you, you guys' votes for biggest city in the world? By the way, New York, not even top 10. Okay, biggest city in the world. Well, hold on. It's a guess. city It's a city in the Philippines. Uh, are we talking by landmass? Because Oklahoma City is pretty big if you're talking landmass. <laughs> I'm actually talking by population estimates in oh, 2008. Me- Mexico City is in the top 10. All right. That is true. All right, they we've got Mexico City. Beijing. We've got Tokyo in the comments. Beijing. 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 We've got probably somewhere in India. Okay, number one. Mumbai. Actually... Mexico City, number five. I'll do five to four. Okay. To three, okay. to two, to one. Uh, Mexico City, five. Sao Paulo, or it could be Ooh. Paulo, Bancaro. Uh, of course, Number Sao four Paulo. in Brazil. Shanghai, China, number three. Delhi, India, number two. Number mm-hmm. one, biggest city in the world. Drum roll, Taylor. Oklahoma City. <laughs> no, it's Tokyo. It's Tokyo. Tokyo. Nice. Oh, okay. Well. Just by somebody got that. Somebody said it over here. Yeah, congrats to them. Good job, Whoever city that was. People. Good job. Good job, it Electric Andy. Caveman and oh, Andy Caveman. Harp. Good job, you two. All right. Um, all right. Let's Did take anything a, else happen today. Let's take a quick break, and uh, <laughs> we'll uh, we'll talk about other things that happened today. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. 
Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. And we're back from that quick break. We have TQs. We're probably not going to answer any of them because there's just so many <laughs> things happening. Why? Well, answer answer one of them. Just one? One? Well, I, well Andrew was about to answer it zero. I offer it's one. Zero or me into the villain. Zero or ten? You want to rapid fire some? Yeah. If, if I mean, if there's some ones that you think are, are we good. We have 43. Um okay. Let's see. I'm not prepared for this at all. Um, <laughs> Great. Oh, yeah. Uh, J-Mo Rudd wants to know, what are the most mundane ways that you have ever dared to be different? And did it lead us into tomorrow? Oh, is- I got to say, the way I installed my Bowflex uh, downstairs, <laughs> where I uh, had to cut a three-foot by two-foot hole in my ceiling just to assemble it, yeah. And then had to learn how to do drywall. And then after I finish the ceiling, the ceiling's done, okay? I'm putting together the last pieces of the Bowflex. And I take the pull-down bar and I put it where it's supposed to sit. And it doesn't go in because I installed the bolts upside down on the top of the Bowflex. And I can't get the oh, bolt no. out because of Seriously? the ceiling. <laughs> so, little pro tip for you. You take a drill and you put the bottom of the bolt in the chuck. No. And you turn on the drill and you start spinning the bolt and you put a hacksaw on the top of the bolt. I cut I cut it right off in 10 minutes. That's terrible. New bolt. That is terrible. Yeah, anytime I move, I'm going to have to cut another hole in my ceiling. So there you go. Oh 
<laughs> oh my gosh, that's amazing. Um, any any <laughs> deals that you guys like today? I like uh, Kylie Anderson to the Timberwolves. I like that. Yeah. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Kevin Knox to the uh, Pistons to yeah, use six million. A, yeah, how did how in the world did Kevin Knox agent get him more than the minimum? That is um, that is miraculous. Hon- honestly, both of those deals with Detroit. The fact that Marvin Bagley got over ten million a year yeah. for three years. What is that? What is that? What in the world is that? I also, it's a, for me a little bit easier to be like to talk about the ones that confuse me. Like I don't super get the Malik Monk to the Kings one. I mean, so their argument would be our two biggest weaknesses were shooting and defense Malik Monk of the available people on the market aces. One of those does not ace the other one, but he is like about as good of a shooter as Sacramento is going to get. Yeah. And I guess if you think like he's not going to start, they'll probably start Davion next to, Aaron Fox so maybe it won't be terrible they're they're collecting a lot of bad defensive players though and it's going to be really hard unless they start <laughs> making a turn here soon I know I in know. their targets yeah it's brutal I think you'd want to target guys that have been in the playoffs but maybe guys that have been in the playoffs are like I'm not going to, to Sacramento now do you guys have any opinions on the Jalen Brunson New York Knicks uh, acquisition <sighs> Um, oh, I've got some. I think yeah, that's Jason, the most New York Knicks thing to ever happen, and it's the most obvious thing that could have happened this offseason. Brunson's good. You know, the thing is, like, New York mm-hmm. got a good player. It's more so what happens now. Like, what do they do now? That's That, to me, is going to matter. And they're probably and that's not going to... that's exactly gonna... why. <laughs> they're probably here's, not going to Here's, here's my right concern. Things. Yeah. This was his breakout year. Yeah. At age 25. Mm-hmm. And the reason a lot of people were excited about him was because he torched the Utah Jazz. He did. We all knew had this fatal flaw, and he was uniquely set up to destroy that defense. As the playoffs went into the later rounds, it wasn't the Jalen Brunson show, and it didn't look as good yeah. against much better teams. So I just, I think he's a fine player, <laughs> and I think it's, you know, it's, it's, I think it's better to have them than what their other options would have been. Yeah. I'll say that. But I'm not over the moon. I would not be over the moon as a Knicks fan. It it puts you in the middle, if it, if anything, you know. And the it's kind of like Taylor said. It's just more of the same from the Knicks. Where Do you remember how Knicks fans reacted when they got Kemba Walker? Yeah, they were pretty. Do you remember, Do you remember how Knicks fans reacted when they got literally anyone? <laughs> exactly. Jalen Brunson, and and you know what? According to uh, some Memphis players on Twitter, they said uh, JB got game, and John Morant said okay. game. So that, I'm game? just putting that out there. You know, was there a question mark after game, or or it was it was all caps game? JB got game, game. game. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I I just like what made Jalen Brunson so good in that Utah series. He had like a ton of space because he was surrounded by shooters, Reggie Bullock, like Maxi Kleba. Now he's going to New York mm-hmm. where you got like Julius Randle, Isaiah Hartenstein. 
Hartenstein with them? I missed that. I I don't think they were going to be able to replicate what made that Dallas Mavericks offense look so good in that series against the Jazz. I know. So I just have questions based on that. Yeah. He's a real... The thing is, like, he's like a super small guard. Yeah. He's 6'1", and his best attribute is that he's really good inside. He's a great, like, finisher inside, which is where Julius Randle and Isaiah Hartenstein are going to be. He's beefy. And that he's fast, and that's what was different between him and Luka, right? Like, if you're on a team with Luka, and you are playing uh, an opponent. Oh, my God. Breaking news. Breaking news. What? Muscala back. Yep. (laughs) Wow. There it is. Uh, oh, one year of that minimum. There you go. I thought I thought so maybe he, had, he would want some security, but so he, he actually took less year. money. He, I, I was telling you guys earlier in the show, he wants to be here. Uh, obviously, pretty That's bad. Awesome. <laughs> he signed a one year vet minimum deal. Um, yeah, I, I, even when they declined it yesterday, I was like, he's not going anywhere. The moose is not loose, says Jay. <laughs> the moose is, in fact, not loose. Not uh, this Jay. Yeah. Different Jay. Yeah. Not, Could be same Jay. It's not. I mean, Penny says it's confusing. It's really not confusing. Like, he wants yeah, to Yeah, I'm here. right here, and that guy's just in the comment section. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. He wants to be here. I mean, that's just like, that's the end. And Yeah, maybe, people just aren't used to players wanting to be in Oklahoma City, but it's happening a lot recently. Chet. Put, Players are loving the vibes. Moose. Moose. Yeah. That's two. Give us Dort. one more. We got Moose. One more. Lou. Dort. Dort. Well, yeah, we gave him a lot of money to stay. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure he does want to be here, but. Here's a question, though. What would Lou. What <laughs> the would 80 Lou's... plus million dollars help? Hey. Hey. What, what would offers from other teams for Lou look like? I don't know. That's I honestly that's what I wanted to see. That's why I was kind of excited about restricted free agency, even though I knew they would probably just come to a deal. Yeah. But I kind of just wanted to see what his market would be like. And I think now we would have like seen I think we would have seen know. next year. I mean, I, if you think about it, like let's say Dorian Finney Smith got to free agency mm-hmm. this year. Is he making more money than he's making right now? Is he does he get a hundred million dollars from somebody? Like maybe. Mm. Like he might. He could get maybe he could get eighty, four four years eighty, like he's a good player, and I just would wonder yeah. like would Dort get a similar contract next year if you just played this out, you know? And would, I mean, to me this is a little bit like trying to to give him a deal that makes sense today, so that like if he has if Dort has a a really good season where he fits in well and he shoots it really well from the corners and defends at the point of attack and you're like yeah this is our best defender and also a guy that hits 38% from 3 from the corners on 5 attempts per game like that's a player everybody's looking for you know but that's not who he is yet like you just brought up Dorian Finney-Smith like that dude shot 40% from 3 I know like, but that's what I'm saying is like Dorian accepted a deal that, like, early on, that maybe he shouldn't have. You know? Yeah, uh, we'll see. I mean, like Jay said, I I, I really do want to see more from Dort this year. Yeah, I I want to see what he looks like in a different role. Because I, yeah. I don't know how – you don't have to buy into the advanced stats, but it is very interesting that a lot of the advanced stats show a precipitous decline in his defensive rating, even while the team has been pretty good defensively, like while all these guys have been on the court. And 
I, I just will, will that bounce up back up next year when he has less of an offensive role? Well, maybe which but, maybe he won't. I mean, maybe he will still have a large offensive. Even role. also also look at last year and how different the lineups were constantly all yeah. year. It was like it's not like Dort was in a lineup with all the best players when they're in competitive games the entire time. Yeah, I mean you you have to, gosh, we have to use what we've seen with him to know that he Lou Dort's the best defender on the team. Like he just is. Mm-hmm. You know? He won't be next year. Maybe Chet becomes the best defender on the team, but he's That's the best. Right. He's the best guard defender on the team. He's the best perimeter defender on the team. Like we we know that for a fact. Like don't let these stats from a horrific season in which the Thunder tanked tell you that Lou Dort's not a good defender. I think that that stuff is just garbage. That's that's where you're just looking at stats and you're not like using your brain and watching the games and know like what we've seen from him in the playoffs when things matter. But again, that was three years ago. Like I, I think it's understandable. We were even talking during the season. Like, yes, you still see those flashes, like him against Aaron Fox in a losing season, though. Alex, what shirt are you wearing? Stand up. I'm Stand just... up. But Stand up. In a losing no, season, I just don't buy. I, I just don't <laughs> buy that he's still not a good defender. If they didn't think he was a good defender, you think they lock him up? No, I'm not saying because that's like his that thing. Like that's his. I'm calling not saying card. that he's not a good defender. I'm saying I would like to see him get back to that that we all where it was like so obvious. We were talking about it every single game. Oh my gosh, look at Lou Dort. I've never seen a defender like this. And we talked about I this earlier. I would like him to get back to that. I I think it's because like they're they weren't competitive. It's hard. It is so hard to be like insanely competitive on a team that's winning nothing. And so I just think that Lou Dort's value will show back up in spades when it's time to win again. Like I, I just win. I think not next year. <laughs> I think the year after. <laughs> That's what I think. And we may look, I mean, people may look at the deal next year and be like, man, this deal sucks for Lou Dort. I just think that, again, Lugan Stort is a guy that competes in, has competed in the playoffs. We've seen it. And he's become a better player since then, too. Like, a lot better player since then. Um, so we'll see. Uh, and, and again, if he's not, if things don't work out, this is a tradable contract. So I wouldn't be worried about it either way. That's I guess that's my question for Alex, and not supposed to be... I'm not trying to attack you. I'm honestly it sounds curious. Like you're attacking me. Like, it's <laughs> like you're attacking. Me. What? Pretty what are you worried like. about? On what are you worried about with this contract? Oh, it's it's not the contract. Like, it, 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 it's really not the contract. It's just what we've seen from Dort and questions about his fit on the team. Like, that's it. Like this, the same stuff we've been talking about the entire season. Like, is a guy who shoots who who hasn't been able to shoot above thirty four percent from three really the best fit? Next to Giddy, who we don't know if he can shoot, and mm-hmm. Shea, whose shot has been like up and down, like that's it. It just all goes back to the same thing we've always been talking about. Yeah. And if he, the, I mean, look at Marcus Smart. Like Marcus Smart comes off the bench for the Celtics, right? And it still plays a really valuable role. If that ends up being what Lou is, but the difference is that Marcus Smart is a really solid playmaker. Lou Dort has a negative assist to turnover ratio. Like, but Lou he doesn't Dort have. A, but he doesn't have to do that for the Thunder. He has to do that for the Celtics because the Celtics have nobody. The Thunder have like know, but, almost too many guys. 
but we're talking about Marcus Smart. Like, I just don't like that comparison. The depoy, though, like a, that's what his that's his value is not as an offensive playmaker. Let's let's yeah. make that clear. Like, okay, that's good. not let's where he makes his money. To Marcus Smart. We don't you have to. Marcus we Smart. can keep doing it because his value. He's the depoy. That's the that's Marcus. the value that he brings to a team. And I think that from the guard position, it's important to be able to defend at a point of attack, especially in the playoffs. It is. But if that player... Is this a, is this a good time for me to bring up that I think uh, Jay Will should move into the starting lineup? No, it's not Jay. <laughs> Jay Will? The Razorback? No, Jay Dub. Yeah, there you go. Listen, I just, I just think, like, Andrew, like, we've, we talked about this all season. Like, we talked about our concerns with Dort. So, yeah. like, why would I suddenly, like... Those why would those concerns just suddenly evaporate now that he's making a ton of money? I'm not saying that they that they evaporate. I'm saying that he can be a valuable player, whether he's coming off the bench or if he's playing for the team. I have I'm just saying I've seen him play in the playoffs. I think he's gonna be a top eight contributor on this team if they keep him. And I feel comfortable with that. That's what I'm saying. We've seen it. Yeah. He could he competed on that team where there were there were a lot of players competing for minutes. And he was like in the closing five, chosen by Billy Donovan as a as a rookie that had played half a season with the blue. And now I've always agreed with that, like as him as a as like the fifth starter. That's but then great. I saw like Yeah, that's fine. I mean yeah, that's, I saw, that's I all saw I'm saying. Uh uh somebody on Twitter, uh it was Clemente. He he brought him up. He we were talking about the deal in reference to him being a fifth shot fifth starter and he was getting yeah. roasted roasted Charter. alive i'm not saying fifth that he's Charter. i am <laughs> saying he grabbed all, i mean i just said a top eight contributor is what i said yeah i that's fine i i'm just like it, i think it's okay for me to not be like all the way in on door and still have a lot of questions because we what did we just talk about with this draft coming out of it like all of these guys who can like play make and ball handle, I don't think that's Lou Dort. Like Lou Dort doesn't fit that mold. He doesn't, but he has d- displayed a specific skill that I think is needed in the playoffs. He does, and he's going to get thirty plus minutes per game this year. I would assume. Yeah, no, I, I mean think this so. is a, this is a pretty big commitment to him. So now yeah. we're talking about like one hundred and twenty minutes, which is half of the available minutes. Between Shea, Giddy, Dort, and Chet, mm-hmm. and I'm just like I don't know how you develop all these other guards with it's, three guys locked into 30 minutes. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a challenge without a doubt because you think about Trey Mann as a guy that I think it's forgotten about whenever we talk about like this rotation, especially since we've gotten all these new players. It's gonna be a challenge <laughs> to play all of them. It will. And that's why I think, because I've already started to hear rumblings about J-Dub playing like the three and the four and like all these different positions. And I think... Rumblings? You think he could be the fourth charter? He could be the, he could be the fourth <laughs> charter. I don't think he's the fourth charter. But I do think that he's a guy that will come off the bench and play a variety of roles. I just think Question. like if you have... One, one second. If you, if you have those concerns about Giddy shooting, mm-hmm. and then, sorry, this is a Wednesday pod, guys. <laughs> no, it's a Wednesday pod. Shut up, Taylor. Chet, we, we talked about how like some people are worried about his shooting specifically in the half court. Yeah. 
And then if like JRE is starting, we're still worried about his shot. He hasn't shot above whatever thirty four percent. Here's the thing: you're talking, you're talking now. You're talking about fits, and like this team isn't ready for a fit yet. If they they will have to make it. We're fit. ready for shits. We're talking charters <laughs> tonight, boys. <laughs> They're gonna have to make fit decisions next summer. I don't. Th- right now, it's about okay. How do we keep all of our assets? I think giving Dorth the contract that he's got and maintain that asset, great. Right. You just bring in players that you like. This team isn't done. Like they're this isn't a team that's ready to compete. This isn't a team that's done. This is a team, this is a bunch of it's a group of players that I think the franchise likes. Do they fit together? Not really. I think you you have to figure out who can really play first and then figure out what Okay, what's going to complement those guys? What do we need back? You know, that, those questions aren't answered yet. We're not there yet. Yes, they need more shooting, of course. And I think if you ask Sam, like, what do you need? I think that he would say, yeah, we need more shooting. But, like, we're just – we're not there yet. We're not ready to put the finishing touch on this roster yet. And that's part of, like, why you have all these picks is that you can use them to go get shooting if you have to. And maybe they draft like a generational shooter in this next draft. Who knows? I don't know. But yes, the shooting question has to be answered. It has to be answered. Uh, and by the way, that it could be answered by us watching Giddy next week, and all of a sudden he's like draining threes. It could be. Or Lou comes back and he's draining threes, not just from the corner, and or it, maybe he is just shooting corner threes. If Lou just shoots the corner, the corner three like he has the rest of his career, he's a forty percent three point shooter from the corner. So yes, he takes very few of those. I know, but I'm just above the breakthroughs. I know, but he he's done it every year. I know. I'm. A, I'm I believe. Aware. I believe in the corner threes. Like I'm right there with you. So and and to me, that's the role because the guys that are at the top of the key are the guys that are that are handling driving. I just think that you have to remove him from that role. He's not. He's not a great player in that role, but I think that he's a guy that can be a star in his role. I don't know who coined that. Was that Doc Rivers that coined that? Whoever coined that. I think he could do that. I think he could be a star in his role where he plays in the league for a long time. I mean, P.J. Tucker just got $20 million for the next two years. you know, And he's really old and really wasn't that good. And He's like, seriously, what, 37? Yeah, he is. I mean, it's... That is wild. I, and you're worried about Dort at 17, Alex? <laughs> you have gotten your point across perfectly to taylor alex i can tell you that all right we gotta go thanks so much for listening one more one more twitter question one more yeah just one twitter Twitter question one more twitter question uh congrats to mike muscala i'm glad that he's back hey congrats to us i can't wait because there's so much space for guys to just be on this team keep bringing them all back who's next What's they're, the word on Teo? Oh, all, he's coming back too. They're all back. What if they just? What if they refused to trim around? Like, you, you to get tell down us to 15. We have, you think we need? We're gonna have more than fifteen. Tell us we can't. <laughs> they dress them up as the coaches and like bring them in on the second <laughs> row of benches. What do all they do? Uh, what would the league do? You can't play. I don't know. Like if you had a if you had a suit that had snap buttons on the side. Yeah. And Muscala just stood up and ripped it off, went out on the court. What are they going to do? They can't stop the game. Player coach. What, hey, what if – What? here's a real thought. What if the way the Thunder are doing their summer league where 
only half their guys are going to Salt Lake City and then half of their guys are going to Vegas is the mm-hmm. way they plan on playing this season. So half of the team will play 41 games. A team, B team? And then the other A team, B team. Oh, like a, you could have a travel team and a home team. There it is. Dude, they basically did this last year by having like, okay, these 10 guys are injured right now, so actually we can't play these guys. <laughs> but you could just do it from the beginning. Like, all right, so Giddy's going to be the B team leader. Shea will be the A team leader. Andrew, would you rather be an all-home basketball player or all-road game basketball player? You get to see the sights, you get to travel the country, yeah, or Ooh. you get to stay home, sleep in your bed every night. Home. This game is home. called Normal easy. or Kyrie? Home is easy. Okay, but that's easy because you have children. What if? Yeah. What if? What if you were a if single I was a, man? If I was a, if I was a single guy, road millionaire, easily. Road. It'd be so fun. I've made millions of dollars. I could go on the road and eat at these. In these eat BJ rates. beef jerky on the road. Eat some BJ beef jerky when I'm <laughs> going on the road. Uh, okay. Well, last question. <laughs> Alex underscore Bowler Jack wants to know what is your favorite video game console of all time? Sixty-four. Super Nintendo. Um, I mean, the one I have the fondest memories for is the Dreamcast because uh, my parents oh my didn't. Gosh, yes, <laughs> my, my my parents didn't let me have uh, video games growing up until I could pay for them. Yeah, I and when I finally this. got enough money, it just so happened to line up with the release of the Dreamcast <laughs> because you played I... Ready to Rumble, didn't you? Yeah, I played, you played Ready, Ready to I played, Rumble. I I mean, NFL was, 2K5. Am I wrong with the, yeah, I was about to say, the 2Ks, I feel like, originated. That, that's game. when, like, 2K was good. Yeah. It, it was, yes. like, a very exciting time. We did time. the NFL you, game all the time. It had the VMU oh, yeah. that was a second screen in the in the controller. It was just a, yep. it was a very forward-thinking console. And it yeah. was the first console to have online connectivity mm. where you could play online. Tayshawn? So, there you go. Uh, mine's PSP. PSP. Ooh, PlayStation Portable. You could also play online on the PSP. That was the first handheld console. Yes, you could. That you could play online. And there was only one spot in my parents' house (laughs) that I could actually connect online and play Call of Duty, I think it was. And I had to sit on the countertop in my parents' (laughs) bathroom. (laughs) I had to sit on it. That was the only place in my entire house that the PSP connected enough. I remember once uh, me and Andrew being at a college party in Stillwater and sitting outside of the party playing each other on our PSPs, <laughs> playing NBA. <laughs> yeah, we used to do that in uh, history class, too, in high school. Great we, console. Yeah, that's great. We used to play in history class uh, our calculators. Oh, yeah. Oh, did you have Black that man? Like, drug dealing Dr- game? Drug wars, yeah, or whatever it yeah. was. 58008. No. Nope. All right. All right. You guys have a great night. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to the show. We appreciate you all guys. Right. We will talk to you guys again on Monday. <laughs>